Welcome, it's Kenny Russell, Bulldozer Faith, living life in the Spirit. Hope you're having a blessed day today. Hallelujah. In the midst of everything that's going on, I want us to, you know, be prayerful in the things that we are doing, but also, you know, I want us to walk in the victory of Yehovah, recognizing that no weapon forged against us will prosper. That just in Egypt, when the the plague of darkness came on Egypt for three days, and there's Goshen living in the light. We are called to live in the light in the midst of what is going on with this corona virus. And if there's people watching who are suffering, uh, you've got loved ones that are not well, we're going to stand in a gap for you and pray in Yeshua's name for supernatural deliverance, for a hedge of protection around you and your families. We stand together to proclaim his word, to speak forth his truth. We thank you, Father, for the word. We thank you that your word is alive. We thank you, Father, that you teach us, that you direct us in the scriptures, that it does say clearly within the word that you will be our protector. Psalm 91. I just encourage you right now, you know, just to proclaim Psalm 91 over your lives and understand its conditions that we are called to walk in the way of Yehovah. You just can't live your life the way that you want to live your life. We're called to walk by the Spirit and live in the truth. So I called this tonight, this is the way, walk in it. We're going to talk about the voice of Yehovah, hearing his voice, knowing his voice. And uh, I just want to start just by sharing testimony. The breakthrough and the transformation that happened in my life happened because of an encounter with the voice of God. I was uh, 11 years old in a Christian holiday camp and a young man was sharing his testimony of how uh, he had been uh, healed of leukemia. And when he was speaking, the Holy Spirit spoke directly to me, gave me a word and said, He who lies to himself is the biggest fool of all. I am, I am real and you are a liar. <laughs> and I thought, wait a second, that's a little bit radical what's going on there. He said, I am real and you are a liar. And uh, I just had to press in and just uh, get to that place to say, okay, Father, I know you're real. I'm living a lie. And we have to recognize that without him, we are not walking in the fullness of truth. But when his word comes alive to us, it supernaturally transforms our life if we have a heart that will listen, that will be open to him. The reality is sometimes when the word of God comes forth, it comes to the hard heart. It doesn't land on a heart of flesh. It's a hard heart. But one thing we do know is that perfect love casts out all fear. The love of God is more powerful than anything you're going through. You might be in a situation right now and you feel like your entire world is crushing around you. Then the love of God is so powerful and the love of God is here to rescue you, to bring you straight out of that situation and what you're going through. And we just release the authority of Yehovah over your life right now that you will have an ear to hear, that you will listen to what God is saying. And he was speaking directly to me when I was 11 years old. He was speaking directly to me. You know, 
I, I understood a lot of the scripture. I was brought up in the scripture, but I was walking away from God. I wanted to have my own identity. I wanted not to be known because of who my parents were in ministry, but I wanted to be known for who I was. And we want our identity. And God wants to give you your identity, but your identity has to be found where? In him. We need to know our identity in him. So today, I just want to encourage you, if you're tuning in right now to the devotion, just encourage you to share it right now on your Facebook as we delve into this word, as we share testimony, as we just get prepared. And just give us a shout out. Let us know where you're watching from. Tell us where you are right now in the world. It's a blessing that we can come together. And um, these daily devotions or an overflow of what the Father is doing in my life and speaking to me. And as I'm just pressing in, you know, just going through the things that that the Father is speaking to me, I just want to bring them to you and share them with you as well so that you can uh, capture a little bit of what's going on in my world. Excellent. Who have we got? We've got uh, Russell in the UK. Good to see you. We've got Rai, Rai Rai Yaruf. Uh, in Illinois. Good to see you, Rai. Blessings. Thanks for joining with us. Just uh, post where you are. Uh, If you're on YouTube as well, I just encourage you, like the channel. Give us some thumbs up. Um, We should have the comments working right now. We were having an issue with the comments. Um, It was set to child so that no one could leave comments. But uh, I think we've got that resolved. I'll just click on there and see if that is working. Yes, it looks like we do have the comments open. That's excellent. So, yeah, so anyone on YouTube, feel free just to leave comments there. That's excellent. We'll also get those comments coming up. Hallelujah. Uh, We've got uh, Marcel in uh, Colorado. Welcome. Excellent. Thanks for joining with us. We've got Amanda, South Carolina. Praise Yehovah. Hallelujah. So just keep posting as we're sharing tonight. But what we're talking about, if you just joined us, we're going to talk about hearing the voice of Yehovah, hearing the voice of God. Um, And I want you to take note of the times when the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, because we've got to get to that place in our faith where knowing the voice of God and the will of God becomes the key most important things to how we walk in the Spirit. Because listen, we are born again. We're born again of the Spirit. What happened when Yeshua died? The curtain in the temple was torn. It was torn. Why? So that so that we could go into his presence, but also so that Yehovah could come out and dwell within us. You know, some people think, well, you know, if you, I just watched a report on uh, this person who converted to Judaism, and they said, well, you know, if Jesus really was the Messiah, if he was the Messiah, then the temple wouldn't have been destroyed in AD 70. I'm like, goodness me, you've got to be kidding me. What happened? The curtain tore. Why? Because the Father moved into a whole new system where he said, I will dwell with you. And this is the whole foundation. <clears throat> From the book of Genesis, how do I walk with you? How do I dwell with you? And uh, that's found in Genesis chapter 3. They heard the sound of Yehovah 
uh, walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord Elohim among the trees of the garden. Why? Because God was used to walking with them, fellowshipping with them, communing with them. And this is what the Father wants to do within our lives. He wants to know you. I want you to think about that right now. He wants to know you. Do you know him? This is relationship. This is what I love about walking in the faith of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It is not religion. It's not about, are you Jewish? Is this is this a, a Jewish religion? Is this a Christian religion? No, we are walking in relationship with the Creator. Hallelujah. There is good news. There is a gospel. There is covenants that we apply to our lives. Just think how powerful the word of God was to Abraham. It's not like he heard the word of God every day. You know, he's not getting up in the morning, going through his devotion. In fact, there was a, there was a time, it was like 10 years, where he didn't hear anything. And look at the days in which we're living right now. We're living in the days where we get to walk in the Spirit and we get to commune with Him, hear the voice of God. This is something that I don't want you to take for granted. And some of you that are thinking, well, you know, I don't know if I really hear the voice of God. Then I pray that that tonight will be a time to ignite a greater understanding of what it truly means to walk in the Spirit. Welcome, Dee. Good to see you there, brother. Thanks for joining with us. It's a blessing. Hallelujah. So we're talking about the voice of the Spirit, knowing His voice. I love what it says in Isaiah chapter 30. I'm just going to open with this scripture here. It says in verse 21, Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ear will hear a voice behind you saying, This is the way walk in it. So what is the victory about living and serving God that's so different from any other religion? All other religions uh, have idols and, uh, you know, the idol of self, the idol of wood, of gold, or whatever it may be. But here we have the testimony of the scriptures. And what do we see in the scriptures? We have a God who lays down the plan from the beginning all the way to the end, hands it to you, and says, here's your manual. Two things we use a manual for. We use a manual when something's broken. We go back to try and work out from the manual what's going on. What's the blueprint? Where is things broken down here? How do we fix it? The other reason we use the manual is how do we get the functions of this item moving in its fullest capacity? And when we apply that to our life, when we study the scriptures, what we do, we can become everything that God has intended us to become. If you don't read the Bible and you just want to go on your way and just go on your walk, then guess what? You're going to have such a shallow relationship. It's almost going to be non-existent. Why? Because the Father is all about communication. He is all about speaking. He's he, you know, what does he want from us? Uh, what's that scripture in uh, uh, James chapter four? I love that scripture and I use it a lot. Um, so just turn to James chapter four. We shared this a few days ago, but there's a few things I want us to go over tonight because I want to encourage you. 
I can't find the book of James. Someone stole it. It's right there after Hebrews. Okay. James chapter 4. And uh, what causes fights and quarrels among you? Verse 1. Don't they come from your desire that battles within you? You want something, but you don't get it. You kill and you covet, but you cannot have what you want. You quarrel and you fight. And then it says this. You do not have because you do not ask God. I'm telling you, what would life be like if we're not trying to work things out with ourselves? What's causing fights and quarrels? Well, this is my opinion. This is what I think. And, you know, we're trying to get our own way. We're dealing with the battle within us. We're dealing with the flesh versus walking in the spirit. And what does it say? You do not have because you do not ask God. And this is my encouragement as we come together in these devotions. The encouragement is, are we devoted to God? Are we in the presence of God to receive from him? Father, we come today to receive in your presence. We come to partake at your table. You have gifts for us. You have great things to say to us. You have wisdom to deliver to us. Hallelujah. We worship you, Yehovah. You are the king of the universe and you care about me. He cares about you. So if you're struggling and you're in that place where your whole world is crashing around you and you're going through exactly what we just read in, uh, in James and that's that verse there. Listen, it's, it's just it is so important and I believe it's just a, a key word for us to hang things on tonight. Why are we not hearing the words of God clearly in our life? What is the blockage? The blockage from us hearing the word of God is worldliness. If you're so full of the world that you're not walking in the spirit, why? Because you're just trying to get everything that you want. You're not concerned about what God wants. You're not concerned about walking in his ways and seeing the victory in Yeshua manifest in your life. You want something, but you don't get it. Oh, it's all about me. This is what I want. Well, it's not about you. We are called to do what? We're called to humble ourselves. And we're going to come on to some scriptures on that shortly. So the impact of our life is when we hear from God. Listen, many people come to faith in Messiah because God speaks. Look at what's happening in many nations right now where Yeshua is appearing to people in their homes, in their places, in their dreams, waking them up in the middle of the night, saying, I am Yeshua. In many cases, he's saying to them, I am Jesus. And some people might get offended at that. You know, oh, no, you said the word Jesus. Look, it's okay to see the, say the word Jesus. That's fine. You know, you can say Yeshua, you, you know, in Hebrew, or you can say Jesus, it's fine. It's not a problem. You know why? Because I've seen so many, many people radically healed. I've seen uh, supernatural deliverances. I've seen demons leave people in what name? In the name of Jesus. Now, I live in Israel now, and, I, you know, I want to walk in a Hebraic way. And many people, like myself, like to call him by the name of Yeshua. Hallelujah. And, you know, there's debates out there. Is Jesus the right interpretation and all this stuff? You know what? I don't really care. 
it's not really, I, I don't want to spend all my time nitpicking over translations and how we're saying things. I want to know, all I know is this, that God understands what we mean within our heart. Yes, we want his name to be known, Yahovah or Yahweh, however you want to say it. But we want his name to be known, but we can't get caught up in things. Uh, well, you know, if you don't say it like this, if if you, if you you're a, if not a sacred name or if you didn't get born again in this way, then you're not really saved. This is just all nonsense. So how do we come to faith? We come to faith when we have an ear to hear. You know, it is the gift of salvation. When we communicate the gospel with someone, what are we doing? We are speaking the word of God into someone's situation. When we minister and we share, we should be speaking forth the word of God into the hearts of others. And that's what we do as we come together in devotion. We are speaking forth his word to this generation. I want his name to be lifted high. I want him to be known. Lift up your heads, O you gates. You know, we want uh, the king of glory to come in. We want to see the Lord strong and mighty. We want to see the manifestation of his spirit. So I want to encourage you right now, you know, what is God saying to you? What's Yehovah saying to you? Is he speaking words to you? As you study the word, do you write down the things that he is saying? Hallelujah. You know, I shared with you, you know, if you've been watching from when we we're driving around America doing our uh, one-hour devotion on the road, um, you know, we talked about, uh, you know, many things as we're going through about the voice of God, about listening. But what is the importance of devotion? Importance of devotion, you know, it's not just getting up in the morning saying, God, here are all my woes and I'm just going to pile them all on you. And that's called my devotion. And then by the time I finish doing all that, I've got to get up, get my cup of coffee or whatever. I like to have my coffee as I'm praying. Hallelujah. You know, and then you get up and get on with your day. And then, you know, you're hardly really talking to God until you're getting back into bed in the evening or the next morning trying to have your little three-minute to five-minute devotional. No, that's not what devotion is about. Yes, we have needs, and we have to bring those needs before God. But my encouragement is start writing down what your needs are and have a wave offering before God concerning your needs so that you can get past who you are and delve into the place of who he is in you. Father, fill us with your glory. Manifest your power within my life. May I walk with you. May I talk with you. May I witness transformation, your transformation, moving through my life, bringing change to this world. Hallelujah. Because that's the whole reason why we are here is to walk in the Spirit and to see his kingdom come. You have got a job. You might have lost your job in the midst of everything that's going on right now. But let me tell you something. You are not unemployed. Why? Because you are an ambassador of the Messiah. You're an ambassador of Christ. And you've got to rise up and say, yes, I'm going to take my stand and be who the Father has called me to be. So what words did God speak into your life that brought transformation? 
What has he spoken to you that really impacted your life? You know, I've got so many stories on hearing the voice of God, but why do I have so many stories? What is it with these stories? Why am I flooded with literally thousands upon thousands of stories? Because everything I do when I come to the Scripture, is to know God more. I want to walk and get into a place where I can receive from Him. And that's where we want to get to. We want to get to that place where we are delving in to receive His mind, to walk in His ways, so that we can go into a whole new dimension in the Spirit. I'm just listening as we're talking on what Scriptures and what the Holy Spirit is saying to me, because what do we want to do? We want to fix our thoughts on Yeshua, who is the Apostle and the High Priest. Hallelujah. Therefore, holy brothers who share in the heavenly calling, fix your thoughts on Yeshua. Hallelujah. Let's fix our thoughts on him. Let's get our attention to him. And at this time, as we come together, then, you know, look, we could do little two-minute bites and have little things with some music behind it. You know, you know, hallelujah, great, awesome, get lots of hits and things like that. But, you know, what I want more than anything is I want a people to come to the place where we just come and we stop. Oh, I just want to rest in your presence. I just come before you, Father. I want to know you. I want to know your ways. I want to hear from you. I want to have an ear to hear what your Spirit is saying. We've got to be still before him. Come to that place. Yeah, we can get pretty fired up on these times as we just go through this devotional time as we're proclaiming his word. But I want to encourage you, find that place where you put yourself aside or you come aside and you you just get rid of all distractions. Have you got that moment in your day, that time in your day? You know, look, there's no order on how much that time it needs to be. But, you know, the more you want to grow, the more time you want to spend in his presence. It's not time of procrastination. It's coming in to inquire of God, to ask him questions, to get the wisdom of God, the understanding of the Holy Spirit so that we can walk in his kingdom power. Hallelujah. So, We must know the voice of God. We must know the will of God. So as we are looking at this, um, what are some of the key things that we need to understand that we are called to do what? Live life in the Spirit. So, you know, we've done teachings on... uh, Romans chapter 8, where we break down, you know, the life of the flesh, the life and the spirit. And we've gone through that in the past. And, you know, if if you're new to this and you're really struggling knowing the voice of God, then I encourage you to go back and read Romans chapter 8. We're not going to speak on that just now. But what I want to hit today is I want to deal with unbelief as a barrier to you flowing and truly understanding the voice of God. Do you believe what he says to you? How many times has God spoke to you and you're like, oh, man, you know, that that can't be God. Oh, no, that's not God. You know, even though he spoke so clearly to you, you just dismiss it. You think there's no way that's not God. That's not God. You know, I was sharing with a, a, a business partner of mine 
in Wales one day, we're just driving, you know, we'd been at the office late and, you know, he just said to me, he said, look, I just, you know, I just, I want to, I want to be able to walk like you walk and hear like you hear. How can I hear the voice of God? And I said, your, I said, your position of your education is so much in the road of you receiving the words of God because every time God speaks to you, you try to analyze it and you end up literally dismissing the word of God and then you're you're complaining that you're not hearing God speak to you. And, you know, I'm just driving down the road, you know, uh, it's midnight, 12 o'clock at night, we're just up the hills in Wales, coming back to the Newport area in South Wales in the UK. And uh, as I'm driving, you know, I'm just sharing with him about knowing the voice of God and, and dealing with unbelief. And this car is going by the other side, this pickup truck with two motorbikes on the back. And I'm on a dual carriageway. It's I'm in this lit up section. You can see the cars on both sides. It's all nice and lit up. It's midnight. And um, as this car's going by, the Holy Spirit speaks to me as I'm sharing with him about hearing and knowing the voice of God. And the Holy Spirit says, oh, see that, that pickup that's just gone by? Those two motorbikes in the back of that truck are stolen. And I'm like, you know, I'm teaching him about not walking in unbelief. I'm teaching, you know, and I'm like, you know, so I'm sharing this. So what do I do? I just tell this guy, I said, listen, you know, the Holy Spirit just told me, see that truck over here that's just gone by? Um, the the two motorbikes in the back of that truck are stolen. And, uh, you know, just talking about knowing the voice of God. And what were we dealing with? We're dealing with unbelief. So he says to me, well, you know, do you believe that those motorbikes are stolen? <laughs> You've just told me that God's told you that the motorbikes in the back of that truck are stolen. Do you Do you believe it? I'm like, yeah, I believe it. He said, okay, if you believe it, what are you going to do about it? And I wasn't thinking about doing anything about it. And he's like, well, you know, well, do you believe it then? And I'm like, okay, if I believe it and it's the word of God and those two motorbikes are stolen, I can dial 999 on my my mobile right now. I call the police. He says, why don't you call the police? So I call the police. I said, listen, I want to report uh, there's two stolen motorbikes in the back of a pickup truck driving on the Murford-Tidville roads, uh, you know, up in the mountains. Uh, so anyway, they dispatch a unit and we come up to this area where you can turn and we turn around and we go back and, you know, I'm talking to the police and I said, I'm sitting at a distance behind and, uh, you know, just here's my phone number. When you've got a patrol car in the area, have them call me and I'll tell them what the marker is and where we are on the road. So that's exactly what happens. And all of a sudden the police, you know, you know, four or five minutes later, there's a police car uh, comes on. We see it coming along. They call me on the phone. I give them the marker. They recognize where we are. They go past us. And uh, they pull the pickup truck over with the motorbikes. And we just keep driving and uh, turn around and off we go home. And we're like, okay. And we're still talking about unbelief and and different things like that. And, you know, this this was a big deal to this guy. He's like, you know, this is going to be, this is the test. Does Kenny Russell really hear the voice of God or not? You know, is this really real? This is his logic and reason and his position of his education on how he has to package everything. Did, Did God give... Kenny, a word. Is it true? 
Well, we're going to find out. <laughs> so the next day, the police call me and they said, I just want to say thank you very much uh, for giving us the tip off. Uh, we recovered the motorbikes. The two motorbikes were stolen. I'm like, hallelujah. <laughs> and uh, the police officer says, um, I'd like to ask you, uh, you know, we need to fill in the report of the stolen motorbike report. You know, we've returned the bike to the owners, uh, but we need to fill in the report. Um, where did you see the people steal? Did you see them stealing the bikes from the property? Or, or how do you know that the bikes were stolen? And I just said, well, God told me. <laughs> I'm like, write that in your report. Yeah, I got, I'm just driving down the road. God gave me a word and said, those motorbikes are stolen. And I said, just tell the owners that God cares for them so much that he brought their motorbikes back to them. And this guy is like blown away. He's like, what, you're kidding me? He's like, you know, is that really the, the truth? I'm like, that's the truth. That is the, the story. And, uh, you know, with my business partner, he's like, oh, man, you've got to be kidding me that this is really happening. That this is true. And it's a wake-up call as we come to the place to realize that God does speak. He speaks to us. He wants us to hear. So we don't want to be in the place of unbelief. So what is one of the biggest barriers when the Holy Spirit speaks to us? It's unbelief. And let me tell you something. This is not just about what you go through. This is what I go through. A lot of the times when the Father speaks to you, the things he shows you are so out of the box, you're like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. You know? But we have got to align ourselves with the things of the Spirit. Hallelujah. You know, we've got to be aligned by the Spirit. You want to see divine appointments and holy assignments functioning within your life, then you need to hear the voice of God, and we've got to deal with unbelief. What have we got to do? We've got to step out of the box, and we've got to do stuff, even if it makes us look like we're stupid. You might think in your eyes and the flesh you're stupid, but when you are training in His presence... When you are training in the scriptures, when you are before the word of God, then the Holy Spirit is teaching you in the scriptures. He is showing you. He's guiding you. What's his job? To lead us into truth. Hallelujah. He will lead us into truth. But your mindset, this worldliness is going to come and it's going to want to destroy your life. And it's going to get you in a place where all you want to do is just grab things for yourself and you're going to miss the very word of God. And, and for people who act out of the, the, the rebellion of the flesh and they try and justify themselves running around with their, their own agendas, your agendas will be broken. And, and you'll come to a sudden <laughs> judgment of God because you've not handled something in the way that the Holy Spirit requires things to be handled. So we've got to deal with unbelief. What did unbelief do for the children of Israel? Because they walked in unbelief, that entire generation could not enter the land. So there's a barrier of unbelief, and it's something that you and I will face all the time. And many times when I hear the word of God, immediately I'm challenged in the flesh. I'm challenged. What am I going to do with this word? Am I going to receive it, or am I going to reject it? Is this truth? How do you feel about it? I don't care how you feel about it. I'm not going to analyze it in the natural realm. 
I'm going to walk in the Spirit and do what you've called me to do. So we want to deal with unbelief. We've got to deal with this. We've got to get to the place where what? Where we rise up in faith that we can function and do exploits. If you want to get the testimonies that I have and the incredible transformations, this is all I'm sharing with you. My life's journey is just coming straight out the pages of the Scripture. I remember what this pastor once said to Haley, you know, about, uh, you know, well, your husband, you know, he's just crazy. You know, what what is he doing? And she's like, he is living the word. What do you mean? He, he, he lives it. You know, the very things that you preach, this is what he lives. And the, the guy's like, what, what, what? <laughs> You do it, you know, as if as if it's not something you would normally do. And this is the problem we have is even within the church world, even within Christianity, we have people walking about talking about the things of God, but unbelief is creeping at the door. So when I was sharing about the voice of God at that very moment as I'm sharing and God gives me a word of knowledge and insight, I share it because I'm talking about hearing his voice. And then all of a sudden, I'm thinking about, I'm not thinking about what to do about it, but that word can be challenged. It's okay to challenge the word of God. It's okay to walk in the word of God. And when he said, why don't you call the police? I'm like, yes, absolutely. Why don't we call the police? Let's confirm that his word is true. Hallelujah. We worship you. So we're going to read uh, some scripture in the book of Hebrews chapter 3. Oh, thank you, Father. We worship you. Yeah. So as the Holy Spirit says, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion during the time of testing in the desert when your fathers tested and tried me. And for 40 years saw what I did. I didn't realize I was just going to read this verse of Scripture. That's just what we're talking about. It looks like we're on track with the Holy Spirit here. Yeah? So, uh, verse 10. That is why I was angry with this generation. And I said their hearts are always going astray. And they have not known my ways. So I declared on an oath in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. See to it, brothers, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. See to it, brothers, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. This is why we've got to slow down tonight. Let's just take time to really slow down. Father, I'm asking for a deep work of your spirit to minister into the hearts of people today concerning your voice, concerning obedience and knowing what it means to walk in your ways. Because if you reject the very word of God, you are doing what? You're, you are sinning, right? You're, you're walking in the flesh, Right, you're disobeying God. It's unbelieving hearts turning away from the living God. But verse 13, but encourage one another daily as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Now, we've all witnessed 
how people's hearts get hardened when you see relationships breaking down. You see the hardness of heart, the hardness of speech. When you see marriages being destroyed by the enemy, you see the division, you see the hardness of heart and the things that happen. We have come to share in Messiah if we hold firmly till the end the confidence we had at first. As as has just been said, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion. Hallelujah. Who were they who heard and rebelled? Were they not all those Moses led out of Egypt? They saw signs and wonders and miracles. Listen, just because you are surrounded by the presence of God and the great things God is doing in the nations, that is not your qualification if you're walking in truth. The question is, as God is moving his people, he is doing what? Instructing his people. So what is the Father saying to you? What is he saying to us corporately? And what is he saying to us individually? What is he saying? Don't harden your heart. Today, if you hear his voice, well, I just want to proclaim right now and open heaven over this session together, over this time. Father, give us ears to hear. We want to hear your voice today. Father, give us an open heaven. We, we just ask, we repent of all hindrances. Unbelief, go in Yeshua's name. Leave us right now. We want to walk in your truth and we want to know your hearts. Hallelujah. Verse 17, and with whom he was angry for 40 years, was it not with those who sinned, whose bodies fell in the desert? And to whom did Elohim swear that they would never enter his rest, if not to those who disobeyed? So we see that they were not able to enter because of what? Their unbelief. Hallelujah. I'm telling you. Yes, come into agreement. That's right, Marissa. Uh, yeah, I hope I'm saying your name right. Hallelujah. We've got to come into agreement with his word. What is the Father saying? But, you know, I'm here to tell you right now, there's many things the Holy Spirit says to me. And, you know, immediately there's a conflict within my spirit over the flesh and the Spirit. Is this God speaking? Do we know how to distinguish between the voice of God, the voice of Satan, the voice of the devil, and the voice of our conscience? Do you know the difference between those three voices? You know, and this is why we move into fasting. And I'm, next week, I'm going to be moving into a season of fasting. And if you want to join, that's great. I'm not sure how long I'm going to fast, but, you know, at least on a monthly basis, I want to set aside a, a time to fast. <clears throat> I actually thought that when I'd come home and get into quarantine for 14 days, being locked down, you know, before I got to spend time with my family, I thought, this is the moment where I'm going to be fasting. And, you know, the Holy Spirit said, nope, you're not fasting right now. I don't want you fasting right now. I want you to uh, be built up right now. No fasting. I thought, okay. You know, we've got to be 
obedient to what the Holy Spirit is saying. It's important to fast. What happens when we fast? Oh, you hear the voice of the flesh. You know, what's the voice of the flesh saying? Pizza, you know, chocolate, ice cream. Not that we eat all this type of stuff. Maybe some of you do. You know, fast food, I don't eat any of that stuff either. You know, burgers or whatever. You know, but what is the voice of the flesh saying to you? You know, when you're fasting, that that voice rises up. Then you've got the devil saying, ah, you don't want to fast. Why would you want to fast? That's ridiculous. You don't need to fast. You need to eat. Why should you starve? Don't you know when you fast, you're going to get a headache? Don't you know it's going to, oh, it's not going to go good for you? How are you going to get, you know, and you listen to what the enemies send for you. God didn't really say you, you, you're to fast. And, you know, and you've got all this challenge against the word of God. But through fasting and prayer, we start to align ourselves and we get to hear the voice of the Spirit and what He is saying. So today, we want the barrier of unbelief to be broken down. And I want every one of you to know, and I'm going to keep repeating this because I want you to hear this for someone who's spent my whole life walking pretty much in the Spirit and and being obedient to the voice of Elohim and seeing his promises fulfilled within my life. Every time he speaks, a lot of the time, it's challenging to how uh, to to how we're going to act. Is this the voice of God? Yeah, we can test it. If you go test the word that you get against Scripture and the word you're receiving goes against Scripture, it's not the vo- it's not the voice of God. So you've got to dismiss it. Oh, brother, but you don't understand. I was raised from the dead. I was taken to the third heaven. This is what I witnessed, and this is what God told me. But listen, if what God told you doesn't line up with what Scripture says, it wasn't God who told you. There was one gentleman who raised, who was raised from the, the dead at a Reinhard Bonnke uh, meeting a number of years ago. I got to speak to him, and uh, you know, I challenged him on his story and some of the things he said. I'm not saying he didn't have an encounter in the heavenlies, but there was some key things that he was speaking and delivering on television and all across the world that was not biblically correct. It wasn't right. And I challenged him on that. And, you know, it's very easy for people to have what is truth and what is right and then add to it, you know? And we've got to be so careful how we handle the Word of God. But you look at all these people that think, oh, you know, uh, you know, I, I can't stand people that say, well, God told me. Well, listen, you better get used to it because we are called to be a people who say this, God told me. Why? Because we're in relationship. So if you want to sit in your little corner over there to the left and live in some little world thinking that God's only going to speak to you once every 20 years, then you just stay in your little corner. But that's not the corner I'm going to walk in. I'm going to walk in the corner where it talks about the Holy Spirit ministering to us words of truth, speaking to us words of life so that we can see and partake in his presence, that we can come in and we can sup with him. And guess what? God has something to say. He has something to say to you every day. He has words directly for you. He has prophetic words that he wants you to declare to this generation. 
And the word I'm proclaiming right now is where is the body of Messiah who will rise up and start dealing with the principalities. You know, this is not the end of the world. This coronavirus is not ushering in any of the scrolls in Revelation. No, it's not. Finally, be strong in Yehovah and in his mighty power. I'm reading from Ephesians chapter 6. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Hallelujah. Come on. Let's get the armor of God on. Let's listen to what he is saying in the timing of prophetic fulfillment. There's so much prophecy that has to come to pass in this day that requires the economies of the world to be functioning. So my Savior, Yeshua, is not coming back to say, forget all those verses, forget all those prophecies, forget all those words of the Tanakh. Just forget them all. I'm here. Hallelujah. Let's just move on. We're all just under grace. No, my word will not come back void. It will accomplish that for which it has been sent. So therefore, we have to align ourselves with biblical prophecy in the timings and the day in which we are living. And I know we live from generation to generation, and everyone's like, Get me out of here. I just want to get out of here. I can't wait to get into the millennial kingdom. I can't wait for the Messiah to come. You know, uh, you know, uh, the Feast of Trumpets and proclaim his name. I can't wait for, for Yeshua to destroy the, the works of Satan, the, the battle of Megiddo, the gathering of the, the nations against the Messiah. Oh, I can't wait for all those things to happen. Yeah, you might not be able to... You know, you might be excited about all those things taking place, but let me tell you something. It can't happen right now. Why? Because the whole house of Israel is not back in the land. And we have a Zionistic government that has democracy, not theocracy. So there's so many things that are out of place. We've got nations of the world telling Israel what they have to do concerning peace treaties and land deals within the land. That's not what it says in Mass Scripture. It says that nations will come to Israel to inquire of God. And those nations will have their own gods. They'll have their own belief systems. But we will walk in the names and the ways of Yehovah. So that's telling me it's not millennial kingdom. These things have to happen first. So what day are we living in? Who are you going to believe? Are you going to believe the prophetic words that are just trying to push you over the edge into here comes the rapture, here comes the blood moons, here's the humminger, here's the shmita, what next? Here's the kings. Look, stop taking that which is biblical and start applying it to America. The whole world doesn't revolve around America, it revolves around the scriptures, around his word. So when we get things in context, we keep them in context. And that is what we are called to follow. There's so many times I've been to Torah groups and and, and in meetings and everyone's looking at the Torah portion thinking, how does this relate to their nation? And yes, we can pull the word out concerning our nation but when you start messing with scripture trying to make it say something it's not saying and going oh wow look at how this all fits well let me tell you something in the midst of your little picture on how it all fits there's a whole bunch of stuff you had to dismiss and you're not talking about because it will devalidate your story
So what are we going to do? We're going to press into the timings of Yehovah. So the point of this time tonight is that we get to the place where we are hearing the voice of the Spirit. This is the way walking it. I want you to have direction from heaven. I want you to receive direction. Where are you right now? In the midst of this shake-up, where does it put you? You know what I love about this shake-up? I love about how it steers us and it guides us. You know, the, the trials and, and the pressure. Listen, we don't like the pressure. I know. You know, we're under it here in the land of Israel. The nations are under so much pressure. We're under pressure within our families. We're faced with so much. There's so many challenges of the things that we are facing. Things are not like they were, you know, two months ago. But that's okay. In the midst of this pressure, in the midst of this change, you are faithful, God. And what are we going to do? We're going to listen to the voice of Yehovah. This is the way of walking out. What does the Holy Spirit have to say to us? We're dealing with what? Breaking the spirit of unbelief. Why? We have so many testimonies. And, you know, you're talking about just hearing that little voice and walking in obedience. The children of Israel that we read in Hebrews chapter 3, they they didn't have just this little voice. They had a pillar of cloud by day, fire by night. I'm telling you, signs and wonders. Every morning when they went out to gather that manna, which means what is this? They didn't even bother naming it. It was so exciting. But every day they went out to gather it for their substance, you know, they were faced with the reality of his kingdom on a daily basis. They were faced with the instructions of God. When the cloud moves, it's time to move. When the cloud stops, it's time to stop. And the children of Israel had to be in the cycle and in the rhythm and in the heartbeat of God because he was guiding them. Oh, we have no water. Oh, this water's no good. And, you know, what what does God do? He brings forth his provision in the place of difficulty. And I just proclaim right now that the Father is our source. He will provide. I'm not going to be attached to the economy of this world, but I want to be attached to kingdom, the kingdom economy. So I say thank you. I receive the resources that I need to be effective in my calling in my life, that my family is protected, that what we do brings glory to your name. Hallelujah. Well, I hope you've been blessed and encouraged with this, uh, of what we're sharing uh, today, because, you know, look, I have have incredible testimonies, you know, like that one with the motorbike, you know, what about the one, many of you have heard the story, I was driving up the road from Florida just a few years ago, and uh, Brian and and Alicia are part of my board uh, of the ministry, and um, I'm driving up the road. I spoke to them, I don't know, a number of days before. They were in Florida. I was somewhere else in the country. I said, oh, I'm coming to Florida. They're like, oh, we're going to miss you. We're leaving three days before you get there and so on and so forth. And then I don't speak to them. Uh, And I'm in Florida. And then I'm driving out of Florida. They bought a brand new truck and brought a brand new fifth wheeler, uh, fifth wheel uh, camper uh, thing. And... uh, 
you know, I don't know what it looks like. I don't know what their vehicle looks like. How many vehicles are you driving past on the road? And I'm just driving along, praying in the Holy Spirit, just being blessed and encouraged in him. And, you know, then the Holy Spirit says, oh, you just drove past Brian and Alicia. I'm like, well, you know, what's the first thing that happens? Oh, yeah, that's that's the mind. That is not the Holy Spirit. Unbelief. Listen, every time the Holy Spirit's going to speak to you, here comes Mr. Unbelief. He's walking in saying, what, you really think that's God? What, you think he's speaking to you? Well, don't you know that Brian and Alicia, they left Florida days ago. There's no way they're up on the outskirts of Atlanta. There's no way they're on the 75. And then, then the Holy Spirit says to me, well, don't you believe me? I'm like, oh, yeah, that's not God. He's like, don't you believe me? I'm speaking to you. Don't you teach on knowing the voice of God? Yep. Okay, so what do I do? I learned my lesson from the motorbikes, and I call them, and I'm like, Brian, I'm like, where are you? It's like, oh, I'm on the road, you know, we're just driving. I'm like, oh, yeah, awesome. I said, you don't happen to be on the 75, are you? He's like, yeah, I'm on the 75. I said, I'm just putting my hazard lights on. I'm driving a black Ford Explorer in the middle lane. Do you see that up ahead of you anywhere? He's like, yeah, I see a Ford Explorer with the flashing uh, hazard lights on. I said, oh, that's me. So a couple of junctions up the road, we stop, we get a coffee together, we have a time of prayer. And, you know, it's not it's not this, you know, what some supersonic dynamic moment, but it is a dynamic moment. Why? Because in the midst of all of this, in, in the millions of people that you're passing, the hundreds of thousands of people, the tens of thousands of fifth wheelers and trucks driving up that road in the summer, you know, the, the, the natural opportunity of that divine appointment happening doesn't even exist. It's so ridiculous. And then here we are, we get to fellowship we get to pray together. We just get to say hi. And you know, what a blessing. Hallelujah. How great is our God. He is awesome. He will direct our steps. He will guide us. You know? So where are we at? We want to read a few scriptures. Um, uh, Psalm 78 Verse 22, for they did not believe in Elohim or trust in his deliverance. They didn't believe or trust in his salvation. We have to be people who believe. We want to press into him. We want to believe. Again, it's talking about Israel uh, in this portion of Scripture. Verse 21, when Yehovah heard them, he was angry. His fire broke out against Jacob and his wrath rose against Israel. For they did not believe in Elohim or trust in his deliverance. Hallelujah. So, Father, we want to be people who believe. We want to trust in you. We don't want the anger of God coming against us because we're not accepting what you are saying to us. You know, how many times do we hear the voice of God? Like I said, it should be an ongoing thing, but we've got to come to that place of spiritual maturity. We've got to get to that place where we are delving in uh, you know, there's a scripture I'm trying to think where it is, um, where it says, leave the elementary uh, in the book of Hebrews. Where is that word? Um, 
the word about the elementary in the book of Hebrews. If you get it, just uh, put it on the comments there. Let's work together here. <laughs> um, do, 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 do. It'll come to me. If one of you gets it, then uh, just let me know what that word is about the elementary. I could look it up on the search, but I'll let one of you do it. Um, you were not called to walk in the elementary things. Uh, but it's, it talks about the voice of the Spirit and maturity. No, uh, no the one about not taking uh, 6-1, someone says. Let's just go there, 6-1. Therefore, let us leave the elementary teachings about Messiah and go on to maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance. Right, okay, that's it. Uh, but where is the scripture about the milk when you should be eating meat? Um it's impossible for you who have been enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gift, who have shared in the Holy Spirit, who have tasted the goodness of the word of Elohim and the power of the coming age, if we fall away to be brought back to repentance because to their loss they are crucifying the Son of Elohim all over again. Right. Um, the word I'm looking for is the... You know, you should be on the meat, not the milk. Where's that word? Uh-huh. Yep. Got a brain freeze right now. Anyway, if you get that, just uh, send that one to me. We should be eating the meat and not the milk. That's the word where it talks about the maturity. So anyway, we'll come back to that. If someone just finds that and just... It's not in that section. I'm looking there. Hebrews 5.14. Hey, thank you, Lola. Hallelujah. Verse 14. But solid... Hey, look at that. It's right next to the verse we're reading. That's right. But solid food is for the mature who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. Hallelujah. So what do we see from this portion of scripture what does it mean to walk into maturity it means that we are not just reading the word and and just trying to work out what the word is saying but what are we doing we are practicing what is being taught we are applying the things we are learning we're walking into righteousness but solid food is for the mature who by constant use have trained who themselves and this is what about, I love about us coming together, hallelujah, that we can come to encourage, we can come to inspire one another in the scriptures and in testimony and edify each other so that we can press forward to be effective in the kingdom. But it says here that we have to train ourselves to distinguish good from evil. We've got to know how to know what the word of God is saying to us. So one day, here's another story I just sharing about the voice of God. I, I do business development corporate turnarounds and and I pray over the projects I take and the businesses that I work with and I, I labor in prayer over the things that I put my hand to so that what comes forth is not just wisdom from the natural realm but it will be the wisdom of the spirit manifesting so that we can hear and capture the will of 
Yehovah, well, I was involved in this project and this crisis. And uh, uh, in Colorado, Denver, Colorado, I had a, a, a business premises there. And anyway, I get taken in the spirit one night and the Holy Spirit shows me the manager of this location stealing stuff out the back. And he tells me what the items are that he's stealing. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So what's the very first thing that happens? I'm like, oh, you know, that's just a dream. That's not really true. That can't be true. And then the Holy Spirit convicts me. I'm speaking to you. I'm giving you a word. I'm giving you revelation in a dream or an open vision, however it came. Do you believe me? I'm like, yes, I believe you. Okay. So I jump on an airplane from Charlotte, North Carolina. I fly to Denver. I walk into the into the, the business premises. I walk in and I go straight up to the manager and I just go straight up to him and I, and he's not expecting me. You know, he's not, you know, no phone call. I just walk straight in and I said, listen, I want you to go and get these items. Here are what they are. Boom, 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 boom. You leave right now. Go get them. Bring them back into this store right now. <laughs> You're in serious trouble. And he takes off. And he goes and gets in the truck. He goes away and he comes back with those items. He's thinking, what, is there hidden cameras in this place? Let me tell you something. We are called to walk in the maturity of the Spirit. And yes, I fired him. Yeah, I kicked him out of there. You better believe I kicked him out of there. I wasn't having that stealing going on under my watch. Hallelujah. But uh, we have got to know how to walk in the voice of the Spirit. It will save your life. It will protect you. It will help you to be in the right place. You know, I was in um, Abilene, Texas uh, with Gary the other week, and um, there was a plane crash of uh, some members of a fellowship in the local area. A business owner, uh, his plane came down. Everyone on board was killed. And I met with one of the uh, gentlemen who... Uh, has a, a Bible study for the, the Sunday class and he was teaching a group of men, business owners who were meant to be on that flight with him leaving to go hunting. But for some reason or another, they were not on that flight and they didn't know the reasons why but how God spared them because if they had been on that flight, every one of them would have been dead. And there's ways on how the Father directs us where we have to have an ear to hear, where your very life can be determined on walking in the will of God and in his ways. So my encouragement today is that we are delving in. We're saying, Father, bring us to the place of maturity where we are partaking of the word, where we are receiving revelation from the Messiah so that we can walk in his ways. People are falling away. Why are they falling away? Because they're... Where is the example of those who are walking in the Spirit? Where's the example of great faith? Are we seeing that today on the level that we need to be seeing it? Then my encouragement is God wants to do this in your life right now. He wants you to be in training. He wants you to train yourself to distinguish good from evil. He wants you to be able to judge between what is righteous and what is unrighteous. He wants you to walk into maturity of your faith. But there's a cost 
And that cost is delving in. It's receiving from him. It's pushing in so we get what he is saying to us. You know, right now we're just praying over, Father, what what are you saying for us to do uh, with our property next door? We're working to see if we can uh, open up our property as a shelter, as a house of refuge for those dealing with domestic violence. And I'm just encouraging you, pray for us right now. You know, because even in the midst of it, we have people coming up who want to have the property for other uses. And I'm just weighing everything up before the Father. And I'm saying, Father, if this is the door you want us to walk through, if this is what we are meant to do, then I need things to come together, you know, from government level, that things will come together. Because, you know, it might even be a number of days and we are going to have the responsibility of looking after people who are escaping dangerous situations. And we'll have to feed them, we'll have to clothe them, we'll have to look after them, whatever it takes. And that's what we're facing right now. And I'm just pressing in in prayer. Okay, Father, is this what you're saying? You know, I'm just, is this a door that is opening? We're available. The question is, will this availability be used i don't know i'm just praying through it right now just because we're available doesn't mean that we're going to see people come but you know i want to be willing and open to what the father is saying for our ministry center at this time because we can't have guests come right now everything's shut down it's illegal for us to have guests right now in this area because of the restrictions and everything that's going on to make sure we are isolating what's going on with the coronavirus. So pray with me in that as I press in and ask for the divine appointments and holy assignments so that we can provide what it what it takes to minister to the brokenhearted because we're not going to go into any deals that will cause compromise we want to minister the love of yeshua to those who come to this property so father we just lift it up to you right now corporately i just encourage you just stand with me right now father we ask you by the power of your spirit just to open up doors father that we can be there to minister to those who are experiencing domestic violence that there can be a safe haven for them and their children to come to so father we just lift it before you let it be in accordance with your will. We just ask you, Father, make a way. We don't know how to do it, but we know that you do, Father. And you will bring the right people, Father. And that we can minister and bring forth the love of Yeshua to the brokenhearted. Hallelujah. Commit your ways to Yahovah. And what will he do? He will make your paths straight. Commit your ways to him. That's what we want to do. Uh, Proverbs chapter 3, trust in Yahovah with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. So even when the voice of God speaks to you, don't lean on your understanding. Let's say, Father, if this is your word, I'm going to walk in it. If this is what you're saying, this is how I'm going to walk. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. So I acknowledge you, Father, in the ways that we are walking. I acknowledge you in the things that we are doing as a ministry for such a time as this. We acknowledge you in the steps that we take. Father, for everyone that's watching right now, we just come together in agreement with every household represented here tonight, and we speak protection in Yeshua's name. Father, there's so many needs, Father. There's people who are facing lots of challenges. And I'm just looking through some of the uh, uh, 
the comments here that are coming in on the different channels. Uh, pray for my family, especially for my daughter, um, her son Luke, Andrew, and her husband Eric, for Sabrina, Sabrina uh, to come back to Yeshua and salvation for her husband. And please pray for my youngest daughter, Michelle. Yalva has blessed her to write. Uh, she has written some songs some years back when the Holy Spirit would wake her up to write. Michelle has stopped writing because she broke the connection with the Holy Spirit. Please pray for me and for my children. Thank you, Brother Kenny. Hallelujah. Rye, we just stand with you right now. And we just ask for supernatural alignment within my sister's home right now. We just come together as a community right now. And, and we just proclaim victory, we, Father, for Michelle, that she will come alive in Messiah, with the, the, that she'll walk in the gifts of the Spirit, flow in the calling of the Holy Spirit, to know the ways of Yehovah, that her songs will be a sound that will go out and bring transformation to those around her. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Yes, and we call back uh, her daughter and her husband who's away from Yeshua. We say, come back now in Yeshua's name. Hallelujah. Father, we just speak salvation in Yeshua's name. If you've got prayer requests, I just want to invite you just to write them in the comments. If you have a private prayer request you don't want to uh, put out on public, um, then I just encourage you to go to kenny at bulldozerfaith.com and uh, leave a message uh, or, a, or a comment there. Or you can uh, go to our contact page on bulldozerfaith.com and uh, you know we will respond to you as well and stand in the gap and pray for you. Hallelujah. Uh, we've got Owen is asking, do some live questions and answers. I'm not going to do questions and answers tonight because of the time. It's quarter past 12 at night here right now. But what we will do is we will do uh, a time when we're on a little bit earlier We'll do a time where we'll have about 20, 30 minutes where we'll do some questions and answers and we'll just come together uh, so that we can uh, answer any questions that you have. So, Owen, take note of some of the questions you have. And, uh, yep, I, I love it when we can do some questions and answers and just share back and forth because I want us to operate and function as a community and I want us to really get to the place where we are standing together as one. Uh, we've got uh, Janet. She says, please pray for Johnny, my son. Complete deliverance from cocaine. Yes. Hallelujah. Father, we break the assignments against Johnny right now and this drug addiction. We say to this cocaine addiction, come off this, this man in Yeshua's name. We say be free right now in Yeshua's name. We come against the assignments of the enemy against his life. In every area where the enemy thinks he has permission, we plead the blood of Yeshua, and we call salvation, we call deliverance over Johnny's life right now in Yeshua's name. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. So keep your prayer requests coming in. I'm going to sign off just now. 
Um, but if there is other uh, uh, prayer requests, then in the morning when I get up, we'll be going over those prayer requests and really pressing in with them. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. <clears throat> Thank you, Father. We worship you. Yes. So we just stand in the gap and lift up your name. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Owen says, when are we going to do questions and answers? Well, let's do questions and answers on Sunday. We're going to make Sunday time for questions and answers. All right. So when we come on on Sunday, we're going to do questions and answers. So I want you to go sign up as well on com to our newsletters and make sure you've you've got activated our feeds for when we come on on Sunday. And uh, we will uh, share a message and then we can have an open time for questions and answers Sunday evening, Israel time. We'll probably be coming online around about 9 o'clock Sunday night, Israel time. So if you're on East Coast, that's seven hours, uh, two hours if you're in the UK. If you're in Europe, one hour. If you're on the West Coast, all the way in the West, I think it's 10 hours. So just work out your time zone to the UK, 9 o'clock on Sunday, and we will open things up for questions and answers uh, so that we can uh, press in. And, uh, you know, some of you, uh, who Janet mentioned about Hannah doing her devotions and things when she comes online doing her videos as well. Hannah is my daughter, uh, and she's she works with the ministry here. And it's a blessing to see what the Father is doing in her life. And what we're actually talking about is a time when we can come together and just have an open mic time where we go through. Uh, actually, Owen, we're talking about questions and answers and different things like that as well so that we can just come on and share. So maybe we will set that up for Sunday and that's what it'll look like. And we will have uh, a great time in the presence of Yehovah and we can start dealing uh with questions and being an encouragement to the body of Yehovah. Anyway, thanks very much for joining with us tonight. If you're blessed with the ministry, go to bulldozerfaith.com. If you want to partner with us in the things that we do and how we minister the love of Yehovah to this generation and take the gospel of the kingdom in every way that we know to do, then make a donation at bulldozerfaith.com forward slash give. Uh, we're asking for more people to stand with us on a monthly basis, even if it's a small amount. Every uh, Everything counts because we're praying to bring the team. This is what I'm in interceding for right now, that the Father will give us the resources for the team that we need as a ministry here in Israel and also uh, in our U.S. office that we're getting ready to take to a whole new level. So just consider these things in prayer as well. And again, if you are going through financial difficulty because of what's going on with this virus, then please don't give. We want to stand and, and get behind you to see the restoration of the Father in your life. But if you are blessed and you have resources and you are looking for a place to sow at this time, then we appreciate you standing with us. But we don't want people pressured who are under financial pressure because that's not what the Scripture talks about. You know, we shouldn't be giving out of the place of our pain. We give out of the place of our overflow. Even our governments know if you don't make a certain amount of money, you don't have to pay taxes. And that's how it is in the kingdom as well. You know, you're not responsible for giving 
unless you, you know, it's out of the overflow of the things that we are giving. And yes, there's first fruits and there's offerings that we give ahead of time because we're proclaiming the harvest to come. That is correct. And these are different types of offerings. But we are not called to temple taxes or other types of taxes or uh, commitments to giving, but just follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. What is the Holy Spirit saying? Follow him. Don't be condemned or convicted by what man might say on how we give. But let's give out of a joyful heart in line with what the Holy Spirit is guiding and directing us to do. I want to thank you for watching. It has been a blessing to be with you tonight. It has been awesome. I've really enjoyed this fellowship with you all tonight and look forward to seeing you all tomorrow. What day is it today anyway? When uh, Thursday? Tomorrow, preparation day. So I'll be talking to you as we enter in the Shabbat here in Israel. Until tomorrow, Yahweh.